Thanks for leading us, guys, in that song. I love that song, God Makes a Way. That's just part of his nature and character, and I love that about him. And maybe you need a a way made in your life and press into God. He will show you what that is. As Jeff and Mel said, we are in this series, and it's it's a fairly significant, actually, it's ridiculously significant, I believe, in the life of our church. A series about disciples who make new disciples who make new disciples. In fact, I think it's something that is at the heart of the church in this COVID time that God's actually bringing the church back to this core business, if you like, this primary focus to actually see Christian people, people who have a belief in Jesus, to actually go, you know what? We're invited into the mission of God to see new disciples made. New people believing in Jesus, new people growing in their faith. I want to see that. And we're in this series and we've used the tree as the analogy. You've probably know that. Where there's this root system where we're grounded in Jesus. And if we do that, we can expect to see evidence of a transformed life. And so I want to look at an aspect of that today about what that kind of evidence looks like. What does it look like if, if we are grounded in Jesus and we're actually engaging with his truth and we've got practices in our life that help us do that and we develop some really strong core beliefs about who we believe Jesus is and who we believe we are and we kind of meet together in all kinds of different ways as the church, what kind of fruit do we see? And last week, Andrew explored that area where God actually works in your life, where He can develop His character in you. The fruits of the Spirit come alive and God works in your life. Today, I want to look at something that's on, on, on a, a different scale. That's like if God's working in our life, becoming more like Jesus, God also wants to work through your life. Now, they sound similar, but they are different. God will work in your life. He'll take you deeper. He'll make you more like Jesus. Praise God. And we're never kind of finished with that. But right now, in your life, God wants to actually work through you in powerful ways. And He invites you into this mission that He has in this world. And it's an incredible privilege. And maybe today you're watching this and it could be one of the first times you've, you've checked into an online space in a church space. God has a message for you in this, that not only can you step into a relationship with Jesus and can be completely accepted, but completely forgiven of your sin, you are personally invited to partner with Jesus in his mission. Now that's an incredible invitation. God wants to work through your life. I don't know how you feel about that, but I want to explore that today. And I want to say that you can expect it. You're gifted for it. You're empowered in it. It'll actually cost you something and God will get the glory. And as we look at this concept of God working through your life, it took me to this passage in John 14. And it's a passage that talks about Jesus. Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples here. And what I found amazing really is the concept here. So here's Jesus. He's fully God and fully man, right? And he says this to his disciples. He says, don't you believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in in me? 
The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Now that's a very interesting concept because his Jesus, who is God himself, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God, and he is saying when he walked the earth, when he was actually here in person, as a person, fully God, it was his Father that did the work through him. And he continues to say, just believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me, check this out, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, even greater works. Now that's huge. Just because I'm going to be with the Father, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. So here's Jesus. Jesus himself would acknowledge that his Father, his Father God worked through him. And you and I have an invitation today and an expectancy on our life as well that Jesus wants to do work through you. In fact, greater works than what Jesus did himself. Now, I don't know how you feel about that, because if you read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in the Bible, you'll get to see some of the things that Jesus did. Amazing miracles. Now, what I think this passage is talking to is that Jesus lived in this one space. We have a multiplying mission. We have a global mission right now. And it's interesting that technology is fueling that right at this point. But we are called to have greater works with our lives. Now, Jesus, his mission to come into this world was, there's lots in that mission, lots of purpose. But you know, one of the significant purposes was for him to give his life for you to actually once for all time offer forgiveness for sin, once for all time. And if you're familiar with that story, you know, when he just before he died on the cross, he said, it is finished. See, his specific mission in this world was finished right there. But his mission in this world ongoing is way from finished. It's actually multiplying and we have a responsibility to participate. Now, the story, you know, Jesus died, he rose from the dead, he conquered, he conquered death, and then he sent his spirit to live with believers. Now, that could be you today. This is fairly new for you. The moment you believe that Jesus is God, and you go, Jesus, I believe that's coming into my life, he gives you his spirit. And it's actually with his spirit, we are empowered for life. We're empowered for the mission of God. And can I just remind you what that mission is? We've explored this before as Coast Community recently, but check this out in Matthew 28, where Jesus talks about, this is the last words. This was after he was risen from the dead. He was in his resurrected body and before he ascended to heaven. His last words to his disciples were, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, Go, therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. See, big works. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So Jesus sets up this mission. He sets up this mission. He commissions you. He commissions me in it. And it's disciples making new disciples who make new disciples for generations until Jesus wants to bring this 
to a close, all for his glory. So not only are you personally invited into a relationship with Jesus, you are invited into a mission with Almighty God. When you get your head around that just a little bit, that's mind-blowing. You personally are invited. Have you ever been chosen for a team? Why your representative sport? I remember um, years ago, I couldn't do that now, was um, invited into a rep soccer team. And for a couple of years I played in that space and it was a privilege. It was hard work. You actually grew significantly in, in that sport or whatever you're doing, but it was a privilege. And when we understand that Jesus actually, he knows you, he sees you, he created you, and he says, man, I want you on my team. I want you actually to partner with me in this world and I have you here for a purpose. God wants you in his mission. You can expect it. You're gifted for it. You're empowered in it. It will cost you something. It will be hard. But God will get the glory and we will see fruit. I believe as we actually engage with the reality of this truth, we will see disciples making new disciples making new disciples. I don't know about you, but my expectancy in this time is that we're going to see more and more people turn to God. I absolutely believe that, but it's going to take the church, it's going to take believers in Jesus to actually understand how they're created, their purpose, and to intentionally say, yes, sign me up. I'm in the mission that Jesus has for me. We've got so many distractions in this place, but let's be really intentional about the mission. I mean, the mission of Coast Community, our mission statement of Coast Community is this. It says we are partnering with Jesus to build up his church. That's what we do. What we do day in, day out, and we do it by empowering people according to gifting, equipping people for works of service and encouraging people to go for it. That's a very intentional mission. That's what we want to do. We want to do it intentionally. We want to do it consistently. And we want to do it from a place that God's prepared for us uniquely to do that. You heard Jeff and Mel say in the first intro and if you if you've journeyed with us for a little while you know we've been talking about home churches and home groups not only are they significant strategies we're not just doing those for covid time this is ongoing strategy for intentional mission in partnering with Jesus to build up his church i would want to in a fresh way even today even if you've heard us talking about that invite you to prayerfully to consider to be part of those initiatives. I totally believe there's lots of people in our church already who can lead a home group. I totally believe there's people in our church that God's kind of prepared you to lead a home church. Now, we've been talking about that home groups primarily for people that are part of Coast Community, primarily, and home churches primarily for people that are not, people that don't have a faith, people that would step into your home potentially rather than stepping into a gathered church to actually hear about Jesus, understand how he sees them. Man, this focus for us that we've been talking about is so significant and Jesus is inviting you and I to be a part of it. Well, like Andrew said last week, you can expect if you're grounded in Jesus that he will bring a transformation in your life. You can expect that. And you can expect that if you're grounded in Jesus, he will, will work through your life. He will. And you will see it. 
you will see it, and I tell you what, it can't be any more adventurous in life in my perspective. So you can expect it. Um, you know what it's like when you approach your birthday or you're approaching Christmas or, you know, holidays coming up. Remember those things, holidays? Um, when you're actually approaching something like that, it changes your day. It changes the way that you live. You're more alert. You're more aware. You turn up to where you need to be on time. If we were expecting that God's going to work through us, how would it change the way we live our day? If we actually really expected it, check this out in Ephesians. Ephesians 2.8 says this, God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so no one can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. He created you anew in Christ Jesus, if you believe in Jesus, so you can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Like there's actually a purpose that you believe in Jesus. It's actually so you and I can be really intentional to step into the things that he's planned for you and for me. Now, that's incredible. We're saved by his grace for a purpose. And I want to say yes to that. I don't know about you. I want to say yes to that and actually lean in. I love the Amplified version of this. It actually captures something really cool. So same passage in the Amplified version, it says this, For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and favour drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life. Praise God through faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves. It's not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God. Not as a result of your works, nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for his salvation. For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art. Created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works which God prepared for us beforehand. My goodness, there's, there's this massive story that exists in the world and God's behind it all. And he invites you and me into this story, into this mission to actually work through you so that we see more people step into faith and grow into their faith. What a privilege. What an adventure. I personally believe there's no greater adventure in life in actually stepping into that. You can expect it. Well, not only can you expect it, you're gifted for it. If we think of birthdays and Christmas when we receive gifts, it's actually a beautiful thing. And but we have to receive it. We have to receive something. And I don't know about you, but what about when someone gives you a gift when you don't even expect it? It's out of the blue and it's something significant and someone gifts you with it. Would you receive it? You know, I reckon there's something that makes us hard for us to receive gifts sometimes, especially when it's something out and we go, oh, no, I couldn't accept that. Oh, no, I couldn't let you do that. I mean, we find it hard if you're at a coffee shop and someone wants to pay sometimes. Maybe you don't, but it's an interesting scenario. I don't know how well we are at actually receiving gifts. I don't think we're even good at receiving compliments. So how do we, how do we actually engage with God and understand that we can expect that he's going to work through us? In fact, he's gifted us to do that. How do I explore it and actually receive that so that I can use it in expanding God's kingdom? 
Like we can actually say when we receive a gift, thank you, I appreciate that. That's, that's absolutely awesome. You know, God's gifted you for his mission in his world. You. He's gifted you for it. And he has such a variety of gifts, but he's gifted you. I want to ask you, have you explored that? Have you done a stock take? Have you engaged with a few key people? Have you developed it? Have you practiced it? Have you, have you used it? I mean, here's some passages on gifting. Check out 1 Corinthians 12, 4. It says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. And God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Different but same, right? Like we're gifted differently. We're not comparing. We're not actually looking to other people. You're gifted uniquely on purpose for a purpose. And it's the same spirit. It's God working in every person. Such a variety of gifts. I believe that there's more gifts than what's actually even listed in the passages. It's such a variety of gifts. And God's actually going to use them to work in your life, work through your life powerfully. Check out this continues. It says a spiritual gift is given to who? Each of us. So for every believer in Jesus, and you can, you can even make that step today, for every believer, each of us are gifted so we can help each other. And then there's a whole list of gifts that there, you know, one person gives the ability to give wise advice. Another same spirit gives a message of special knowledge. Same spirit gives faith to another, etc. And it just continues to go on. If you're a believer in Jesus, you are gifted for God's mission in his world. Praise God. What a privilege. 1 Peter 4.10 continues this kind of story. says, um, God has given each of you a gift. See, it's pretty clear, right? From his great variety of spiritual gifts, use them well to serve one another. See how there's this common theme? You're gifted. There's a great variety and we're actually called to serve with it to serve one another from a foundation of love. And then there's a bunch of gifts that are listed there. Romans 12 does the same. It's the same principle. In His grace, so it's all because of God's grace. It's nothing about what you've done or what you're going to do. Because of His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. And then it just goes on to say, if God has done that, if he's given you the ability to prophesy, for example, if he's given you the ability to encourage, actually let's take it seriously and embrace it and use it for God's glory. Let's use it to actually see people step into the kingdom of God. God wants to desperately work through your life with his mission. You can expect it, you're gifted for it, and you're empowered in it. You really are. You know what I've noticed, though? You can't actually do what God's called you to do. You can't. I can't do what God's called me to do. I can't do it in my own strength. You can't do it in your own strength. The only way you can do it is empowered by the Spirit. That's the only way. That's His model, and that's what He wants you and I to do. It's not something you can do in your own strength. You have to depend. You have to trust. You have to go deep and ground yourself in Jesus so that you can step into anything that he's calling you to do. You know what? Personally, in anything that God's called me to step into, anything, I've not once ever felt ready to do that. Not once. 
Not once. Anything. And I don't know how, how you're thinking about, well, maybe God can't use me or, or maybe I'm not quite ready. You're never going to feel ready. You just have to believe that you can expect that God wants to actually work through your life, that you're gifted for it and you're empowered in it. I've never, not once, in anything that God's asked me to step into, ever felt fully equipped for it. You actually get equipped on the way. Like God grows you on the way and gives you everything that you need. The other thing I've noticed when it comes to, to gifting and stepping into to things and actually trusting God is that you can't rely on your feelings. Like you will actually step into things that God's called you to do. And maybe it could be to actually, you know what, I feel God's calling me to actually lead a home church, for example. And that's, that's a pretty big deal. It doesn't have to be big things like that. But if it is, you're going to step into that and you're actually going to feel all kinds of things. Like if you're actually going to put invitations out to people, person, hey, I'm doing this home church thing. Love you to come along and check it out. You're going to feel all kinds of things. You're going to feel not good enough. You're going to feel like you haven't done a good job. All that is real, but you can't trust your feelings. You have to go deeper and go, you know what? I can expect that God's going to work through my life. He's actually gifted me for it. And I've actually explored that with a few people and understand what that is. And I'm going to trust that God's spirit will work through me. We have to have that kind of deep thinking. Otherwise, we will never do it. We'll never step in and we'll actually feel all these feelings and it will cause us to step out and retreat. Check this out in Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3 says, Paul's actually reflecting on his faith, right? And he says, When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray, listen to this prayer. I, he's praying for, for Christians. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. What a promise. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down in God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ that's too great to fully understand. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able He's able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's pretty huge. And God gets the glory for generations. What an amazing concept that God will empower you. He's got unlimited resources to empower you. He places his spirit within you to empower you. And actually, because of that, because his mighty power is at work in you, not your own, his mighty power, we can accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. My goodness, my hope is that right now, when I talk to church, the church worldwide, we can actually lift our vision. We can lift our expectancy that God's up to something and we will see many people step into the kingdom of God because, because he wants to work through us and he's gifted us and empowers us and we can trust him in that. Man, to accomplish infinitely more then we might ask or even think, let's imagine, let's think, let's get a vision and then God will lift it from there. So you can expect it. You're gifted for it, you're empowered in it, but it will cost you something. It won't 
be easy probably. In fact, to step into the mission of God intentionally trusting Him with the gift He's given you, even though He's empowering you by His Spirit, could be one of the most challenging things you ever do with your life. You know, one of the things, misconceptions I think we have is that if we think that we're, we're stepping in and trusting God and we're empowered by His Spirit, that what we do for Him it should be easy. I think that's a misconception. There's plenty of resistance to, to Jesus' name being proclaimed. It's actually quite challenging. And when you look at some of the verses that kind of capture this piece, look at Colossians in Colossians 1. It says, We also pray that you'll be strengthened with all these glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. It's going to take endurance. It's going to take patience. Also, you know, we tell others about Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. To actually be part of the mission of God is actually challenging. It is an adventure and there's no greater thrill than to sense that God's power is actually working through you. But I do think sometimes that we think it's going to be easy and then we try something for God and we, we, we work up the courage and we step in and we kind of understand a gifting. So we're in that zone. But when it's hard, we can kind of think, oh, maybe God's not in that and maybe I shouldn't be doing that. It's going to be hard. It's going to cost you something. Count the cost. Step in. God will empower you and we will see the fruit. You see, the fruit is the evidence, not how you feel. It's the fruit of seeing new people step into the kingdom of God and growing in their faith and seeing that continued and multiplied for generations. You know, this is not a solo job either. It's not something that we're meant to do by ourselves. In fact, we're gifted to be part of a body of believers. We're gifted to be part of a community so that together we can be active in the mission of God. It's too hard to do by yourself. Talk about being hard. That's way too hard. But when we're doing it together and when we're trusting God and we sense that His Spirit is working through us, powerful. I like this in Ephesians 4. It's where the vision statement of Coast Community comes from, where he says, um, He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. See, that's a beautiful picture. That's what we want to see at Coast Community, to be healthy and growing and full of love. But it only happens as each of us engage with the gift that God's given us, with an expectancy that He's going to work through us and that together we create environments of discipleship. It's something we do together. It's like the trunk of the tree, if you've been with us in this series, where there's discipleship environments that we want to create together. Home groups, home churches, Sunday gatherings, one-on-one -on -one mentoring, coaching relationships and a whole bunch more. But together we do that so that we can see this kind of evidence of a transformed life. You'll see it in yourself, you'll see it in other people and you'll see it when new people step into the family of God. Bring it on. But it will cost you something. But you know what? If we can be genuinely other people focused and really understand that we've been personally invited into this mission, it's, it's something we want to say yes to. It's something I want to say yes to. 
There's a story in the Bible that's often referred to the parable of the talents. You probably know that. And it's actually this story of investment that um, we are asked to do. It's in this story, there's three people and they give, they're given not only abilities, but they're also empowered with some finance, with some money in this story. And they're actually told to go and, to go and make a difference, to go and have an impact. Now, two people did. They went to work straight away. And they actually doubled the money that was given to them. And there was one person that was actually fearful, didn't want to take risks, didn't really understand who God was or, or what he, the expectation was. And actually it did not end well for that person. Because God goes, actually, I've given you some abilities. I want to empower you in it. And there's an expectancy that we get to work and actually see a return for the investment from the initial investment we're given to and the work we've done. So I want to ask you, are you prepared to actually step in and say yes to that and go, Jesus, I just can't even believe that you'd want to use me and work through me. I just want to step into that in your mission. Paul in the Bible, he wrote lots of the New Testament. Um, his perspective on what it cost him is pretty significant. And if you read some of his writings, man, it cost him heaps. I mean, he was in prison, he, had, he was shipwrecked. I mean, there's heaps in there. But his overall perspective is found in Philippians and it says this. He says, but I'll rejoice even if I lose my life. Pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like your faithful service is an offering to God. See, it does cost us something. And there is a pouring out, there is a sacrifice, there is a giving, but it is absolutely worthwhile. Romans 12 says this, 12, 11, Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Like it's actually work. To be involved in the mission will take work, but we can do it with a servant heart and enthusiastically. And in fact, you could interpret this passage with this to say, let the Spirit excite you as you serve the Lord. That's really cool. As we step in and trust Him, how can we just let the Spirit of God excite us for what we sense God's doing, what we see Him doing through our life, and actually to see disciples make new disciples who make new disciples. There's no greater adventure in life. So you can, you can expect it, you're gifted for it, for it, you're empowered in it. It will cost you something, but I don't want to leave it there. And as I kind of start to wrap this up this morning, it's important to understand that as God works through your life, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's actually about God. He is the one who gets the glory. He's the one who gets all the glory. You know, I have had some conversations with even some pastors and my goodness, I have just sensed sometimes, and this sounds, I don't know, I don't want it to sound judgmental, but I just, it's just all about them. I'm really saddened by that when I see that. Now I've got plenty to work on in my life, I'm not saying that, but it's actually, you're gifted to step into the mission of God, and it's actually so God gets the glory. It's not about even someone making a career out of it or actually tying your identity to what God do, does through you, through your gifting. It's not about any of that. It's all about Jesus and he's the one that gets the glory. See, too often we can almost even get our identity caught up in what we do, even in a ministry space, even in a mission space. And that becomes who you are. That's, that's not a healthy way to be. You actually want to be right in the zone 
of actually knowing who you are, knowing how you're gifted, knowing that the Holy Spirit is the one doing the work through your life so that God gets the glory. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. Here's some of the verses that we've used today. And just check out how every one of them end. In John 14 is the one that says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done, even greater works. Because I'm going to be, you can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. So even for Jesus, he saw his Father God work through him so that the glory was directed to his Father. And then for you and me, like the one Peter verse, God's given each of you a gift from a great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well, etc. Then at the end, then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to Him forever and ever. It's all about Him. It's all about Him. And then Ephesians 3, which we've read before. Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him. Glory to God in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations. And you can expect that God's going to work through your life if you're grounded in Jesus, if you're a believer. You can expect it. That's the evidence of a transformed life. You're gifted for it. You're empowered by the Spirit personally. It will cost you something. It won't be easy. But God will get the glory and we will see the fruit of people, many people stepping into the kingdom of God. Man, that's our world desperately needs you and I to participate in the mission of God. There's an urgency. It's desperate times. And I want to urge you to really consider, do a stock take of who you are. How am I gifted? And have a conversation with a few key people. Work it out. Develop it. Try it. Experiment. Take some risks. Actually see God work through your life. Do it together with people. So this morning... Can I ask you to do that in Galatians 4 as I wrap up? It says this. It says, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Oh, that, that wraps it up for me. And today, whether you're someone who doesn't believe in Jesus yet, can I invite you to really press in and actually understand who Jesus is, that His love for you is so great. He wants to be in your life. In fact, He wants to invite you into His mission in His world. There's no greater way to live, in my opinion. Or maybe you've been a Christian for a while. And maybe you've been living this powerfully. Praise. Let's keep deflecting the glory to God in all of that. But if it's fairly new or you're not sure, you felt like you haven't stepped in the way that you feel God's calling you to, take a fresh stock take about the gifting. You can expect Him to work through you. Trust the Holy Spirit. It will be hard work, but He's called you to do it. And let's give God the glory. Let me pray. Father, I thank You so much that your love for us is so profound, so significant and so deep. Jesus, I thank you that you personally know each person because you created us. Your word says that we are masterpiece. 
or a work of art because you've intentionally created us for a purpose. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help every single one of us to actually expect that you're going to work through us, to lift our vision, to lift our expectancy. Lord, help us to understand how we're gifted and to actually develop that and grow that and use it for the benefit of other people. God, I pray that you'd empower us with a mighty inner strength by your Spirit so that you will work powerfully through us. Lord, give us the endurance that we need, the patience we need, the strength we need, all the provision we need, because we know it's going to be challenging. But God, we want to see, we want to see new disciples being made. We want to see people coming to faith in Jesus. And Lord, I pray that through all that, that we would actually place all the glory on you, that you would receive all the glory forever, for generations. And we ask this today in the name of Jesus. Amen.